Welcome to the Lancet Podcast. This is Rebecca Cooney, North American Editor of the Lancet in New York. It's Tuesday, June 16th, 2015, and today I will be chatting with one of the authors of a new paper that's online first tomorrow, Wednesday, June 17th, that presents findings from a randomized cluster trial of reducing pregnancy rates using long-acting reversible contraception. So let's talk first a little bit about why this is a necessary step in addressing the public health challenge of unintended pregnancy in the United States. Hi, this is Cynthia Harper. I'm a professor in obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive sciences at the University of California, San Francisco School of Medicine. Okay, so in the United States, unintended pregnancy has been persistently high at over half of pregnancies. Actually, in the latest data, it was 51% of pregnancies. And unintended pregnancy is concentrated among young women ages 18 to 25, which is why we chose that age group to study in our research. And what can you tell me about um, these women and these families, and, and why are they such important targets? Okay, we did this study in community clinics throughout the United States who serve a low-income population, mainly young women, a lot of women who are uninsured. In our study, almost 40% were uninsured. Um, So it's women who, in general, have access problems to health care, but by coming to these community clinics can often find low-cost contraceptives and high-quality care. And what were the findings? Well, the findings were that the providers, once they were, we had a half-day training that was accredited by my university, University of California, San Francisco. They learned a lot of things about the methods according to the Centers for Disease Control, Medical Eligibility Criteria for Contraception, and they learned about counseling principles, and then they had some um, hands-on skills that they learned in order to provide these methods. And the trained providers, we followed the providers from trained clinics and those, the control clinics, just following standard care. We followed women visiting those clinics for a year. And the women who went to the clinics where providers were trained actually were counseled much more often on IUDs and implants. In the clinics where providers were trained, 71% of women reported that they were counseled on IUDs and implants, whereas fewer than half, only 39% of women in the control clinics heard about IUDs and implants in their contraceptive counseling. And also the women were more knowledgeable. They showed that they knew more about method effectiveness, and um, that's really important because one of the distinguishing features about IUDs and implants is that they're far more effective than other reversible contraceptives. So almost twice as many women chose to use IUDs and implants in the clinics with trained providers. And then these women, their unintended pregnancy rates were cut in half. And this was among women in family planning clinics. We found, however, that women uh, receiving contraceptive care post-abortion were also more likely to be counseled on these methods and to know about them and to choose them, but they had a harder time actually obtaining them in the abortion care setting in the United States because we have a lot of cost restrictions that are mainly 
meant for abortion care, but then it spills over onto contraceptives so that women in these settings often don't have access to the low-cost contraceptives that they need. So this trial really does bring up a lot of the the critical components around access. So on one hand, you know, you've spoken about that training providers to perform LARC insertion is one of the issues, but then also secondary to that is sort of this insurance and reimbursement issue and the cost associated with LARC. No, correct. IUDs and implants have very high upfront costs. Now, they're the most cost-effective methods over time because there's no need for resupply for going to the doctor again or to the pharmacy, but what you have to lay out up front for the methods are very expensive. So for women who don't have insurance or their insurance isn't covering it, or if they don't have access to the subsidized public funding for contraceptives, which often happens in abortion care, then they can no longer afford these very effective methods. And and in terms of how this might shape practice going forward, how this might shape the, the general landscape of um, providing LARC, um, what do you see this trial as um, having an influence? Well, I think, you know, there's been an effort in the United States to try to address the high rates of unintended pregnancy, and there has been a lot of attention on LARC methods, and our medical professional societies have all issued new recommendations in recent years about providers getting up to speed and offering these methods to young women, including adolescents. And I see that this study, since it was a randomized controlled trial, will help with the whole body of evidence that it really is worth having the providers trained, educating women to know about all their choices, and then actually being able to provide them with these methods in the clinic. The United States, there are um, many things. There's a lot of innovation that comes out of California, especially where I, my university is, but we do have some persistent health problems that we just haven't been very adept in addressing, and I'm hopeful that we can now help these adolescents and young women to be able to plan their childbearing for a time that's best for them. And from a standpoint of what happens next, are there other studies or refinements of this that you have planned? Yes, we are looking very carefully. We're analyzing the funding policies for contraceptives and how that, now that isn't part of these, these findings are the main findings from the studies. And then we have planned sub-analyses that we're carrying out now on the funding in the abortion care setting and what exactly is going on and also with state policies for contraceptive funding, how that affects women's ability to get the method that they have selected. Well, and I think all of this is occurring against a really interesting backdrop of the Affordable Care Act and how things may change on the the federal front as opposed to state. So it's really important work that you guys are doing, and I'm, I'm so happy that we've had the chance to talk a little bit more about it.